Welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Fultz, my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Love is Blind Season 2, Episode 1. Now, Chris, are we not the biggest pair of bellends in all of bellendom? <laughs> <laughs> we say every time, right, this last time we were running multiple seasons at the same time, nearly killed us. <sighs> we're definitely not doing that again, are we? And then it gets like a month or so out and it's like, oh, but these seasons are really good. <laughs> Let, let's just watch the first one. And then we get like halfway through and we're like, fuck, we have to cover this one as well. <laughs> But we're back in Love is Blind. It, it is my fault, I, I must say. It's, but you are, you put up zero resistance. Well, well okay. So, so to, to give you a little bit of credit, you're the voice of reason between the two of us. Because as we always say, I would have hundreds of podcasts. I'd be fucking podcasting every day, probably, if I could. Even though when you, you physically can't because of life or whatever. And you will come on and go, Someone's asked us, to, and I'll say, someone's asked us, to, you know, on like the Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, whatever. What do you think? And we'll both, I just can't do it. You know what? So I'll always say we can't do it until you say we can do it. And then I'll go, <laughs> let's do it. You know, because I'm, I'm like, I'll go, yeah, you're right, Dave. You're right. You're right. And then as soon as you say, I think we should do it, I'll go, yeah, I think we should as well, because I really want to do something. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you know, in the cartoons, when, when you get the little hole in the wall, when, like, coyote uh, or roadrunners run through the wall or something. That, that's you. As soon as I give the green light, you're like, yep, we're in. Let's go. <laughs> We've watched ten- the first three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Within 10 minutes of you saying we were doing this, I got off the phone and went, right, Dave, I've rearranged everything. I even rang Sam <laughs> and said, we'll watch, because we usually watch this together. And she's like, well, I'll watch it. When we go away, then I'll download it off Netflix. Because it, it only drops on the February the 11th, guys. So you haven't missed too much anyway. You've literally, it's a week behind. But with it being streaming, it's not like they're releasing them like that. They're releasing them in stages, which they do with a lot of these Netflix mm. reality shows. So, we're not far behind anyway, but yeah, as soon as and I had to, I had to ring Sam and go, look, I know you're really busy at work. And she was really busy, David, like a last day. And she's like, what, what, what's up? What's up? I went, it's really important. And as soon as I said that, she went, when you say that, you mean it's not important, do you? And I went, no, can I watch Love is Blind without you? And she went, yeah, I'll watch it on my own. So she knew, say, wait, it was something stupid. I was ringing her for Dave. <laughs> But I think it's fair to say we both enjoyed this season one, didn't we? And we, we've held off a little bit. And we're not quite sure yet. Are we going to do this episode by episode or group sum up? I do enjoy the kind of the episode by episode stuff. I have to say we we sort of, you know, pick on a few things. We we seem to ride the roller coaster a bit more than, you know, if we're summarizing four or five episodes, you kind of, the stuff that happened in the first of those episodes is usually, you know, outdated information by the time you get further down the tracks, isn't it? So the fact that it has come out a little bit, we're not going to be covering this in real time, what, whatever format we do. And so I'm tempted to say, you know, we could go episode by episode with this one, but we're not beholden to a a strict timeline like we normally try to do it to be. No, you're right. And I'm just having a quick look on Netflix as we're talking. And there is nine episodes available. And the 10th episode becomes available on the 25th, which is next Friday. So there's Mm. obviously something there. So you're not going to 
guys, whatever way you want to watch it, we, whichever way we cover it, you're not going to be behind. It's pretty easy. This great thing about the the Netflix stuff like that, they just pretty much drop it all. I mean, I know we we did, we haven't covered the last season of the Circle, have we? The US one, but we just not had time. Mm. So th- this is more our wheelhouse, I think. The Circle's a great social experiment, and you got proper into it, didn't you? Even so much so that I was like, I actually applied to go on the UK one. Then they went, I'm sorry, we're cancelling it. So- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> probably because I'd apply. But, but, there you, but go. you can go on naked attraction if you like. Yeah, yeah fuck that. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dominique was saying about getting a root off someone. Fuck me, man. Yeah. It's like a fucking little twig. So let's not fucking do that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a bad, bad thing. I still have no idea how to get people to go onto that. It's like raising the little fucking thing that the little bloody bar, and it's like you got. Fucking girls staring at your junk, commenting on it. Uh, you've got to be <laughs> really secure. You? You've got yeah. to be really secure in yourself, or you've got to have a fucking you know, king dong on you if you're going to do something <laughs> You've like got that. to be Dirk Diggler, basically. Yeah, big time. <laughs> so, Chris, we're, we're back. It's a familiar format for this season, isn't it? So, yeah. we've got uh, Vanessa and Nick Lachey there. And I have to say, Chris, of all of the uh, hosts that we've seen across all of these different reality dating shows, this has to be the best gig, doesn't it? Because they literally turn up for a bit of the first episode. And then in, in season one, I don't remember seeing them again. And, and for this episode one in the second season, they literally showed up at the start and then they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because, Nick Lachey, I think I said this when we did the first Love is by Nick Lachey, I remember from a reality show, we used to, we used to, go, out, we used to go out with Jessica Simpson, and Jessica Simpson was a massive uh, actress, singer, uh, I, mean, I know she's in the Dukes of Hazzard. I remember Daisy her well. Duke. Yeah, very, very stunning girl. <laughs> but they had their own show, Nick and Jessica, newlyweds, so me and Sam watched it all the time, and obviously they split up, they're not together. Obviously, it's his wife presenting this show, So, but I always find him quite wooden as well, Dave. It's just like, he's sort of like... TV, not royalty, but he's, he's a well-known face in America. Um, but for me, he doesn't do anything. I don't think either of them do. But you're right. It's pretty much, come on, this is everyone. We'll see you again at the end. <laughs> give me my hundred grand or whatever he's getting for presenting it. But you've got to fucking give him credit because it's an absolute uh, blag of a job. But he's the he's the face of Love is Blind. Love is Blind is a massive franchise now for Netflix, Dave. It's really clever how they've picked it up. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's smart, isn't it? But, I mean, there's no real changes in format. When we see some of these other seasons, they'll tweak some things, tweak a bit of the rules, you know, here and there, depending on the feedback they've had from the first season. But uh, this was very much the same, wasn't it? It was trying to take out the equation, the whole looks, you know, they they talk about being superficial or the world being superficial and they they just want to get to know the person, connect on a deeper level through these uh, pods and what have you. So I, I didn't spot any actual changes with this. No, and you know what? I didn't realise, again, I'd only read this before we started recording, was it's all based in Chicago. All the couples are from Chicago. So you haven't got that 
Love Island thing or the Bachelor thing where they live, you know, other sides of America. I know in America, they're very, uh, very good at like, you'll, they, people will just recite, won't they, and just move. In the UK, it's very mm. different, different. I know obviously you live away from your family, but you moved with your own family, didn't you? You know, like to mm. uh, down to Bedford. But it's unheard of for a lot of like family members to um, just up sticks and move to another part of the country. There has to be a reason, but in America, they're very liberal like that, which I, I do like. People will just go and do it. But this, the fact that they're in Chicago, it sort of gives the couples more of a chance of actually staying together. Because I didn't realise the first one, they mm. were all in the same sort of city, which I never realised. But if it being Chicago, it's good that, because, it, it, well, it might not be because they can't get away from each other. But in the same <laughs> respect, there is that geographical that geographical issue that usually happens on these dating shows isn't a problem because there's no long distance relationships yeah. really. Was it too hard to handle the first season where, you know, someone was in New York and someone else was in LA <laughs> and they seemed really sweet together when they were basically on holiday together. But you know, <laughs> it's, it is hard yes. to make that work, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is. And I remember the couple who won Love Island, in Las Vegas when they did it there, the second series and they were on the East West coast and they split up pretty much straight away really, but they looked so tight on each other. Well, like within a couple of months, they were so tight on each other, but they just said the long distance thing just doesn't work. You can't live three or 4,000 miles away from each other and, and expect to, to hold that relationship down. I don't care who you are. Yeah. No, no, Chris, when this kicks off, this episode one, I must admit, I'm thinking, yeah, this feels familiar. We get the, the whole setup, I guess. It's like the old Stan Lee thing, isn't it? Every, anyone who picks up an issue of a comic, it could be their first comic. And I, I guess they've got to re-state uh, all the rules and everything. So I, I felt like there was a, 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 quite a bit of time on the setup, you know, just explaining the rules of the, and then the premise of the show and giving people's backgrounds and why they think this is a good idea for them. But I'm not massively into it at that point, but then there was just a few gems in this. And I feel like the first one was Jarrett. <laughs> so oh and, and the thing is, it, it was like, he goes, he's talking to um, one of the girls. And, and honestly, it's, it's going to get into the episodes before I start writing people's names down again, because we realize there's so many people who drop out at this stage. So, But Jarrett, speaking to a girl, and he says, uh, yeah, Jarrett, not like the subway guy. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> like, do you really have to drop that in? I, it's like, Chris. If you were uh, if you were named James, would you go like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm Jimmy, not <laughs> not like Jimmy Savile though. <laughs> it's like fucking hell. So I don't know about you, but that I, I, that just caught me off guard. I was like, dude, you're supposed to be putting your best foot forward here. You don't need to be talking about fucking Jarrett from Subway. No, and I'll tell you what got me, and you're right. The first 15 minutes, you sort of like, oh, we're here again. It, and it was a great series, the first one. It really was. There was some cracking, cringeworthy moments, as well as the drama and everything. But I, I must admit, they was thinking, and it runs for an hour, each episode, and I'm thinking, oh, no, here we go. What is this going to be as good as the first series? And then you messaged me and said, you've got to see this guy, the David Brent <laughs> vet. 
Ab- Abhishek, is it his name? Abhishek. Abhishek, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a fucking d- Dave, I'll let you phrase this because it was brilliant <laughs> when you messaged me. I was fucking crying when I watched it. This genuinely had me crying. And like you say, I was watching it a little bit ahead of you and I, I just couldn't help it. I was like, Are you free? Are you free? <laughs> I need to speak to you. I'm going to spoil it. I need to speak to you right now. The thing is, Abhishek, you saw he's a bit clumsy and a bit shit with most people, isn't he? He said a few different things to a few different girls, but he ends up and he's speaking to Chastity. And, you know, they're both Indian and... They both apparently like dating blondes. And, you know, so I thought, well, okay. And this this was the first time we saw Abhishek actually have a bit of chemistry with someone. So even though, you know, their dating history, they, they've spelled out that it's both blonde. I'm like, not sure you're getting the premise of this show. <laughs> you're, supposed, <laughs> you're supposed to like be taking looks out of the equation, but uh, but okay. But they genuinely seem to be getting on, and you know, he mentions that he's a part-time DJ as well, uh, as well as a vet. Uh, I, I didn't think vets had that much free time, but um, you know, again, I'm thinking this could go on well. And then she says something about you know picking her up. And he just, he just, he looks down at his notes and he's like, and could I pick you up? <laughs> just look, it was the most David Brent from the office thing I think I've seen on any of these shows. And we've seen a lot of David Brentisms, haven't we? Oh and it was God. just like, I, I'm, I'm. I know that I can't ask if you're a bit heavy, right? If you've got a few extra pounds. I know I can't ask that. So I'm going to be cunning, cunning as a fox who studied at Oxford University and is a professor of cunning. I am going to ask if I could actually lift her up at a festival. (laughs) Chris, it was at that moment I was just like, all right, love is blind. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> and when, when he says it, he might as well have said to her, pick a number between one and 200 and tell me what's the closest to your weight or what weight yeah. are you? What, what <laughs> size dress are you? And the thing is, Dave, he's not a fucking oil painting. He's like, who the fuck are you? He's a vet. He's a clever guy. He's like, who the fuck are you to decide? Like, what? I, I, honestly, I was I, I was with you when you, you, you alluded to it. And I thought, I've got to fucking put this. As soon as I saw it, I was like, Holy shit. Why have you just asked that girl that? That is terrible. Fuck it. Oh, the dialogue, Dave. I was cringy, but I was also like, oh, this is brilliant. This is fucking brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he'd already asked the other girl, hadn't he, about about going to the gym. And, you know, she said, oh, yeah, I'm not really a fan of that. He's like, hmm, I prefer to get on with people who go more to the gym. (laughs) <laughs> you know, again, I do think he's got a real uh, thing about weight. And again, you know, you've got your own types, haven't you? But I just love the way he's kind of clumsy. Now, my only fear, Chris, is this guy doesn't couple up with anyone because I think this fellow will be gold if he does actually pair up with someone. Yeah, exactly. And i tell you what was the moment of this episode, Dave, and I'm with you, but with you. Right, was the love triangle between Shane, Natalie, and Shana, <laughs> and it was a. F- I mean, Shane come across quite at the start, quite a good guy. It's a bit chatty, very confident. 
you know, talking about like uh, very sexual and, and he was talking to Shane and one of they got really flirty about he just wants sex all the time. She's like, I want five times a week. And he's like, well, I, you know, that'd be me. We'd just, I'd throw you in the toilets and we'd have a quickie and all this. And I'm like, well, this is taking a real fucking turn. You, you know, he went back and had a wank after that. Didn't yeah, he? he pussied it. Yeah, <laughs> she started writing like- that one. He was like biting on the book and everything. Yeah, he, he, he literally, I think he had to have a scratching post. <laughs> he needed the cushion on his fucking lap, I think, at <laughs> that point. But um, but, but then uh, Natalie, he'd given all his dialogue to, he'd had a real conversation. She was, she, and you said this to me when we were talking before the like, podcast was, um, she was the one, she'd made a mind up that Shane was the one. Now, Dave, we hear about this thing all the time. You know, everyone has a slip of the tongue and that. But what you don't do is call the girl that you're trying to get into (laughs) someone else. Because he went, are you all right, Shane? And she went, then quiet went, I'm Natalie. I'm fucking crying. (laughs) I was crying. But the girl went, she just fucking nosedived, didn't she? Like, because she was like, and she wouldn't speak. And he's going, hello. Hello, are you there? <laughs> it was like an old person who gets a fucking he's like, hearing aid, <laughs> like picks Grandpa the phone Simpson. up. Yeah, yeah go, hello, are you there? <laughs> you know, it's fucking brilliant. But she was a wreck. And what I find weird is when they come out of the pods, they go back into this kitchen area, don't they? Like this dining area. Mm. So obviously Shane is there as well. So she she knows yeah, so much yeah. going on that when Natalie's saying that this is the guy and all that, she sat there going, Oh fucking hell! It's definitely not. And and honestly, that was brilliant. <laughs> but he come across Shane as after that, he, he was so aggressive towards her and horrible. Mm. I was like, you've dodged the bullet there. And Shane is in for a lot of problems if they get together because he was horrible to a day. He literally just started throwing insults at her, abuse, just just basically trying to deflect what he'd just done. It was really, really not good at all. Yeah. Again, you know, dem- also demonstrating David Brent behavior. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when he's talking to that girl whose birthday it is, and then uh, she's like, well, you're a bit old, aren't you? It's like, I'm a bit old. Look at you. You've let yourself go. You? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a disgrace, love. <laughs> he turned into that, didn't he? Because he was like, well, surely you're speaking to other people. And, you know, if, if this is, you know, how it's going to be, I, I don't think there's anything here. And yeah, he did get really aggressive towards her. And I thought it was bang out of order, to be honest. And yeah, I, I, after that little interaction, I, I did think he's dodged a bullet there, but um, uh, sorry, she's dodged a bullet there. And, you know, he's a bit of a fake nice guy. So he comes across, he's all nice and everything, but then, you know, snaps very, very quickly. Um, yeah. So no, again, uh, I, I think him and Shayna will end up together, won't they? Um, but, uh, you know, he's got a bit of a temper on him. And- yeah. Without a doubt, I don't, that, that, I'd gone off him a little bit, but when he did that, I was like, oh dear, you are a fucking bellend, mate. It's going to be great TV. Yeah. But I dread to think what's coming, Dave, because I don't like his tone already. Very strange lad. And I think all the other guys, like, there was Kyle, the construction worker. He was saying, like, mm. his dad was a construction worker. Um, he was talking, one of, um, it was Shane who was talking to. They had a good connection because her dad was a construction worker. Her brothers were into that. She had total respect. Um, very unusual looking lad as well. Good looking lad, but, you know, d- d- very uh, defining features. And they were chatting away. And I thought, oh, there's a chance here. But she kept going back to Shane. And I'm like, oh, no. Mm. Already I was like, no, 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 Shane. He's not 
not the fucking guy for you at all. I've got to say, though, Dave, Shayna and there's one of the other girls did look a bit like Shanae off Bachelor. I was like, oh, no, she switched fucking codes here. I think the other one, yeah, our, our favourite, Shanae. And, and you know, if, if she's in Bachelor in Paradise, we're fucking watching that. We yeah, might yeah, not we cover are, yeah. it, but we, we have to be. Um, I think you're talking about Trisha. That's it, Whose yes. name I did write down. The real estate agent, which, to be honest, Chris, how many of these shows in the US have we watched? And it's like, yeah, I'm a real estate agent. How many fucking real estate agents come on to these shows? It, it does seem to be, you know, a, a lot compared to any other occupation. But um, by God, she's got an ego. And she keeps telling everyone about what this, you know, this oh. big Instagram following that she's got. And I'm like, all right, I see what's going on here. You know, no one's that blatant about it usually, but we always say, don't we, with Bachelor, with Love Island, with all of them. It's all about chasing Instagram followers so you can become that social media influencer. And, you know, she had the fucking biggest ego uh, about it. And she's like, saying to the girls back in the kitchen, you know, about all the guys are going for me kind of thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, you are the Jessica of this season. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Jessica. What a character, Dave, she was. Um, Yeah, yeah. With you, when she said it, I was like, and she was chatting away to one of the guys, and he was like, I think it was, is it Neil? I think it was that. uh, The one who ends up saying he loves you to the other girl. It might have been him, but one of them is like, I'm not here. Is it Nick? Nick Sorry. and Danielle are That's the ones it, yeah. who, who Who's, got you got know, together. had the proposal at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know. I don't know whether it was one of the other lads, but he was really like, I'm not. And as soon as she started saying shit like that, it started off well. And then she's like, Yeah, I've got Instagram for that. And he's like, Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You know, like, it's like, Oh, dear. What the <laughs> fuck is this? I'm not here for this. She come across really bad. And she's like, I just want, you know, a, a, a hookup. I wanted this. I want that. And I'm like, Oh, my God. You, you literally, <laughs> I'm an Instagram fucking influencer. And, and the fame's obviously gone to her head, like completely. Whoever, I've never even heard of her. So I don't know who she is. Well, fucking hell, Chris. The amount of Instagram followers that are out there, don't Instagram followers, like influencers, is fucking hundreds of thousands of them. You're not going to hear of any of them, are you? I, oh, I, I think, and and how do I say this, Chris? Uh, yeah, I think bluntly and brutally, probably. She ain't fucking 20, is she? You know, I mean, she's got all of the fucking uh, uh, decoration and everything. But I don't know. It's like uh, <laughs> I tend to think of the influencers being a little bit on the younger side. Ah, write your hate mail to Chris Phelps at gmail dot com. No, I realise it's not that kind of thing to say, but come on. She's got to be, uh, you know what, let's change the subject. Yeah, let's, let's say, let's, just for clarification, that was Dave, not Chris. Yeah. Um, no, but but I think, I just think her behaviour was was very bizarre. She looked like she was in yeah. her 30s. And you can be an influencer at any age, obviously. There's a massive career there. But I don't know how she expected, by coming in and boasting about something like that, she expected anybody to go, Oh, well, I'll tell you what then, right? I want to marry you right now because you are a hell of a cat. As soon as she started saying that, I was like, that is just going to switch every guy off unless someone is as superficial as her. And Shane might have been the one, I think, because he looked really like he was just chasing 
something like he was chasing bloody the, the fame or whatever. So maybe he's the one, but I, I didn't get it. No, I, I agree with you. The way she said it is almost like she uses it as a line. You know, when she's out and about, she's like, oh, I've got a really big Instagram following. <laughs> if someone said that to you or I, you'd be like, right, nice speaking to you. Uh, <laughs> walk off. But, but the people go like, oh, wow, how many followers do you have? And then she's like, oh, you know, I've got, got 50,000 followers. Wow, you must be the shit. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I just can't, I can't comprehend how that is like a, 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 a thing that is a positive thing to say, to drop in a conversation. Um, so, yeah, even genuine social media influencers that we see on these shows, Chris, who do say that that's what their job is, I have not heard the words, I've got a really big Instagram following. Yeah, <laughs> it just uh, it's, it, it's somewhat off about it, isn't that? Yeah, and you know what, Dave? It's funny because, like, you're thinking about this. So, I've got 357 subscribers on YouTube to my channel. It's oh, very small. Wow. Exactly. Imagine awesome. me. Imagine you me. You must me. be the <laughs> shit. <laughs> imagine me, right? Imagine I'm a single and I'm there on a date with some girl and I'm going, and she's like, oh, what? She didn't go, uh, you do know I've got 357 subscribers on my youtube channel <laughs> she'd be like oh poor you is that it you know it's like why would you bring that up i remember and the thing is with followers dave you can buy them so there was a big call yeah. about three or four years ago where like kim kardashian had like she's got millions of followers but something like seven or eight million followers got wiped off all of a sudden because her company had paid for followers you know what i mean like page mm. we get them don't we yeah, We get yeah, emails yeah. off people saying look and you can do it go on five and it's like well we'll boost your followers and you get you know we've never mm. done it but you would you, you there's no reward to it at all and i remember a mate of mine like a, a, a big gaming thing on me i love my gaming so I, I, I dabbled in like podcasts and websites and gaming and all that stuff a long time ago and this lad i knew Lawley's followers, he's like, yeah, I've sold this website. I've done this. I've done that, blah, blah, blah. And he had like 50,000 followers on Twitter. And I was like, fucking hell. But his engagement was shit. So so he'd do, um, he'd do like a tweet and he might get 15 replies. And he used to think, that is just bizarre. And then when I got to know him, he's like, yeah, yeah, I've paid for followers. And he probably yeah, had organically yeah. about 10,000 followers, which is still amazing. But he'd paid for like nearly 40,000 followers, which were just bots. But when someone's looking at giving you free stuff, and that's all he lived off. He used to just get free mm. stuff all the time to review in the gaming world. It works because that's what they do. They look at. So I'm, yeah. I'm questioning that she, she's probably got, this is my opinion, she's probably paid for loads of followers. And it does create, it, it creates like a... Um, a persona done it, you know, that confidence thing, fake it till you make it. She, she's got it. People might send her stuff, but what a bizarre, it's brilliant, brilliant, because it's just car crash TV. I'm like, oh, this isn't going to work for you. The, the thing is, Chris, most fucking social media, uh, well, I, I don't know if all of the social media influencers are like this, and or it's just the ones that we see on these shows. You yeah. Know, so I've not got a, a big picture view. It's just all the ones that we see. They, they just 
they're just fucking prancing around in a bikini or something. So they're getting loads of followers from blokes who probably DM them dick pics. Like, it still boggles my mind, quite honestly, uh, that, that this is a thing. I get that it's a thing, but I, it just, I, again, I, I'm not going to go to her Instagram page, to be honest, but I can guarantee you it will have some of that on. 100%, 100%, Dave, 100%. But as we go into episode two, I am all up for this, Dave. I've downloaded the episodes. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I want drama. I want some proper shit going down. And I think it's going to deliver. And I think once they get married and they have to start living with each other, which we used to get at about episode five or six, that's when the mm. real people come in, don't they? I love it because they have to stay at one yeah. of the person's what one of the couple has an apartment or a house, they have to stay with them, don't they? So that's going to be really, really interesting how that plays out. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, are, are we going to go episode by episode? Because I think, uh, I think if we try it like that, and then if people do listen and they've watched the whole season, then they can just laugh at our shitty predictions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is normally how it goes. So, um, so yeah, let's let's go along for the full roller coaster, and, and we'll do episode by episode. So, like you say, you're away this week. We've got two other fucking shows to cover. <laughs> so, <laughs> who knows when episode two will be? But it has been great, you know. And we're back to our old school format. Just, just a quick in and out, Chris. Um, you know, just quick episode, <laughs> calling out the uh, key points. <laughs> The child in me. The milk milk tray, man. (laughs) The child in me, quick in and out. Yeah, but anyway. (laughs) Job done. Bada bing. (laughs) Well, I enjoyed myself, but there you go. Right, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're right, Dave. It's been good. It's good fun, and we'll we'll, we'll, uh, we'll rock it when I come back. But uh, no, really really great stuff, guys. And thank you for suggesting it, because there's plenty of buzz on Facebook and on social media. And I know you had a few DMs saying, you're going to cover it and we'd add some emails so thank you guys it's really really good stuff and i'm so pleased that we're doing it because it's amazing but if you do want to email us about anything that you agree or disagree on and love is blind if you're catching up or any of our other shows cdrealitycast.gmail.com if you want to follow us on social media cd at cdrealitycast and as always patreon.com forward slash cdrealitycast if you want to get over there and support us a little bit more so Dave today's roll call of honour is Michelle, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Noreen, Amy, Zoe, Joanna, Helen, Katie, Dee Dee, Priscilla, Susan, Hennessy, Lauren, Lucky Lulu Green and Ken Gustafson so thank you guys as always really really good stuff and I hope you're enjoying uh, these new shows that we're covering so uh, brilliant stuff mate brilliant Chris thank you very much sir and thanks to everyone out there who supports us listens to us comes along for the ride with us and, and has listened along today so guys we'll speak to you next time take care bye bye